When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, a sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate uh, this Holy Feast Day. And actually, uh, yesterday, which was obviously Sunday, was uh, the Feast of St. John the Apostle and the Evangelist. So they kind of all go together, right? John was a contemplative. And a contemplative is one who can see in the visible created world the eternal invisible world, meaning the, the fingerprints of God are in his created visible order meaning humans and all of creation uh, reveals something of God, especially us as humans because we're the, as the catechism says, we are the crown of God's creation because we're the highest um, in the visible order and the angels in the invisible order. And so as we, as we enter into this day, the holy innocent, it's a good day to remember all the children throughout the world. Um, those that are abused, those that are neglected, those that are orphaned, those that are just simply forgotten, those that don't have parents um, to love them or care for them or provide for them, the poor children that have no food or water or shelter, all the holy innocents. But in a special way, I think just the children in general, all of the unborn, right, in the womb, those who are most vulnerable among us, those who don't have anyone to kind of speak up for them or care for them. Those that are trafficked, right? This terrible um, evil of, of sexual trafficking of children, which is just terribly evil. And so as we look at this day, the Feast of the Holy Innocents, we look at how the Lord says, God is light. In Him, there's no darkness at all. He says, if we say we have fellowship with Him, or we walk in darkness, we lie, and we do not act in truth. And then we have this gospel with Herod. The spirit of Herod, we, we heard about Herod um, in, in the Sunday's readings as well, but Herod, in a nutshell, wanted to eliminate anyone and anything that got in the way of his power and pleasure. And we can have that spirit moving in us at times, right, when we think more about ourselves than about the Lord's will. What does God desire for each of us? And so as we look at this scripture today, you know, Herod was after the child. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. John the Apostle, who we celebrated yesterday, although it was Sunday, John the Apostle said, the Antichrist is he who denies Christ come in the flesh. 
And if you think of what Herod's doing, Herod might, I don't know if he's maybe aware of it, just like uh, people that promote abortion or euthanasia or anyone that attacks human life, including ourselves, right? Any way we attack human life, we're not always aware, but the spirit behind that is the Antichrist spirit, right? It's the spirit that will not acknowledge God in the flesh. You know, we think about, um, we walk past someone on the street that needs food or water or shelter. We just walk past Jesus. But see, we don't have the eyes to see it. Or we don't acknowledge Christ in the womb of the child in the womb. Or we don't acknowledge, acknowledge Christ in the elderly person in the care facility or nursing home, etc. Or most, I think it be really begins at home, I don't acknowledge Christ in me. Because the way we treat ourselves ultimately is probably going to be the way that we, we treat each other, right? And so pro-life, being respect life, which is contrary to Herod, would be someone who even what we speak can be life-giving or life-taking. If you think about that, just powerful, how powerful our mouth can be. How about our thoughts? The thoughts we embrace can be life-giving or life-taking. You know, how about our actions, right? Our choices, the way we express love or not can be life-giving or life-taking. So the Lord says in our first reading, God is light, meaning we're all called to, now that the light has come, the light is born. Jesus is the light of the world. And he come not to, to say, hey, I'm the light. He comes to enter into us so that we can become the light. We can be love in the world. And what kind of love? This is very important. What kind of love? Are we called as followers of Jesus to display through our bodies, to display through our actions, our choices? It's the love that doesn't have a condition attached. It's the love that says, I love you because, period. Not I love you because you do X, Y, or Z for me, or I love you because, or I don't love you because you didn't do X, Y, or Z for me. And this is one of the, the challenges of our world. Herod was very much misusing his power Every one of us here has power, and we can misuse that power. Herod wanted to eliminate life himself so he could maintain his seat of power. So we got to pray today for, always pray for leadership, whether it be civil leadership who misuses their power or ecclesial church leadership that misuses their power, or parental, right, or for that matter, any human being. that we, we use the power. I have power to speak words of life or speak words that will destroy. Right? And so, utility. I'm not loved because of my utility, meaning my ability to do this or that. That kind of love is very damaging to the family, destructive to any relationship. And so we got to really pray because we are all, if we're honest, all of us, have not allowed Jesus to live in some way or another. That's what sin is. I will not let the Lord live. So why are we here at Mass? Why do we come to church? Why do we pray? Because we need the strength of God. We need His light to open our eyes to see. Remember Saul? Saul's eyes were blinded. He says, Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Well, Jesus was already dead in, up in heaven, arisen and ascended. But Paul was hurting the church. Well, again, the eyes of the contemplative see that my husband, my wife, my kids, my family, my co-workers, even my enemies are Jesus. 
And how I love the least is how I love the Lord. And so let's pray today for John's eyes, the contemplative, they have the eyes of the contemplative, that we might see Jesus in all people that we meet, regardless of where they're at in their journey. It's our responsibility to love and to forgive and to then help them to recognize who they really are, which is Jesus.